You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. Okay, ladies, I think we're just about ready to go. Thank you so much for putting all your little messages in there. I was actually just having so much fun reading them all. I got a bit distracted. <laughs> um, it's really lovely to, to know we've got uh, South Africa, Ireland, uh, USA, UK, Australia, women really from all over. So it's really wonderful. So thank you for joining us. So a really, really warm welcome to you to this uh, live with Lisa love class and the title of this class is the happy ever after hoax which I thought was quite appropriate moving into Valentine's Day tomorrow. Uh, my name is Lisa Page and for those of you who don't know me um, I'm the founder of Soul Satisfaction for Women and I coach women from around the world really diving deep into what you really yearn for and want to create in your life love and intimacy and I won't go into a huge spiel about who I am and what I do if you want to know that have a look at the website on the about page um, I know that some of you are new to the call today and others of you have been my clients for for many years so welcome to all of you as I said the title for this call today is the happy ever after hoax and what we're going to explore today are the lies that keep you feeling unloved or unworthy or unfulfilled so this really is a conscious woman's way to love passion and fulfillment that really lasts and I what I described in the title it was such a long title and I had to laugh at myself because I do find it difficult to say things in three words or less um, but this topic is for you whether you're in or out of a relationship this really is about how do you from the inside out create the love create the passion and the fulfillment that really lasts uh, and that you really yearn for and we're promised that in the fairy tales we're promised that in that happy ever after but let's just dive in to see what part of the happy ever after is actually holding you back from feeling the depth of love or passion or fulfillment that you really yearn for in your life and in your relationship now we've already had several questions uh, submitted uh, via email which I will answer at the end of the call so thank you so much for for submitting your questions they're fantastic questions and I think will undoubtedly be of benefit to every woman on the call and I do encourage you to ask your questions by putting them into the question box if you've listened in via the webcast as we go along because I will look at that from time to time uh, during the call or at the end of the call and make sure that I answer all the questions for you um, if you've dialed in um, via the phone which I can see a couple of women have, have joined now through the phone then if you want to speak to me live at the end of the call uh, just press star 2 to raise your hand and I will then answer that call uh, answer your question at the end of the call so let's dive in now when I looked up the definition of a hoax the definition is to trick or fool someone and 
this kind of sounds a little bit blunt right out of the gate but because we've only got an hour because I've only got an hour with you we have to sort of strip everything back and really go for it so uh, please excuse me if there's anything that I say that pushes your button uh, one of the things I always say to my mentor groups and my coaching clients is if something pushes your button then just be with that and just uh, see what comes up for you so you can actually access the wisdom beneath that tension, beneath the tension that's come up for you when the button's been pushed. Some of the things I say, you'll go, wow, that's so true, that's me. Other things you'll say, oh, that's not me, no, it doesn't apply to me. Um, other things might, you know, make you really excited. Other things might make you, oh, you know, it's a bit tense. What, what's she talking about? Um, but just allow everything to be and what the gift that you will receive through just allowing it is the wisdom that's underneath whatever your response is. So the first thing I want to say straight out the gate is with a hoax being, you know, something that is a trick or, or fooling someone is you're really fooling yourself if you believe that there is a happy ever after. And by happy ever after, I mean, if you really believe that you will meet your your ideal man and then forever and a day you will be happy and there will be no sadness and no anger and no frustration. I mean, obviously, right? We're human. So um, we are fooling ourselves if we think there is an eternal happy ever after. Today, what we're exploring, um, and the reason it's so important to explore this piece around the hoax is to explore and recognize the hopes that you've set up for yourself because we all have different fairy tale endings, right? We all have different ha versions of happy ever after. It's really important to recognize the hopes that you've created for yourself, the, the lies, if you will, that you have been telling yourself for many, many reasons so that you can move forward in relationship whether that's in relationship with yourself or with an intimate partner, uh, in an authentic, in a loving and in a very powerful way. So this is about you creating the depth of love you really want, you really yearn for in, in life and in relationship. Uh, the depth of passion, if you want that beautiful depth of passion, uh, passionate spark alive in your intimate relationship. Um, it's so that you can create the depth of commitment you want from a man. I know a lot of you have asked me questions about commitment. And how do you inspire a man to commit? And, you know, why does one woman find it easy and another woman find it difficult? Um, and it is uh, important to explore the, these lies, um, these myths that you create for yourself or that you have created over time so that you can really enjoy the depth of fulfillment that you most deeply desire, both in and out of the bedroom. So this is equally valid for you, whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship. The thing is that most of us build our relationships on the foundations that were given to us as we grew into adulthood. So we're influenced by our parents, by our experiences, by society, uh, by everything around us. We're little sponges. And all of this shapes our, our beliefs and our values and even our nervous system. Now, all of that then determines the way we experience relationship today. 
The thing is that most of it is unconscious. So most of your beliefs and values, unless you've explored them at length, are unconscious. So um, and most of the way your nervous system works, you're, you're probably not really aware of it unless you've done a little bit of exploring. Now, my guess is if you're on this call, you've probably done either some or a lot of personal development. So maybe you're already uh, aware of your uh, unconscious values and beliefs and, and how your nervous system works. But there are always deeper layers to go into. Um, that's why you might find yourself repeating the same relationship patterns even though you don't want to. Um, I know that women that I've worked with who have come from abusive backgrounds often find themselves over and over again recreating an abusive relationship. As much as it feels amazing in the beginning and no hint of abuse, because that's the way their nervous system is wired, because they grew up um, associating love with that type of attention, that type of relating, that type of engagement, um, that's what feels like home in their nervous system. And we all have that. We all have what feels like home in our nervous system. And once you're aware of that, then you can make a change. So this really is, when I say a conscious woman's way, I mean you're, you're becoming conscious to what's really underpinning your relationships. So once you're aware of the patterning that's been determining the depth of love, the depth of trust, the depth of passion or commitment or openness, degree of openness in your relationship, once you're aware of that patterning, then you can make an empowered choice, a self-empowered choice to make new conscious decisions. Now, that's why I'm saying self-awareness really is the first step to authentic empowerment in relationship. Um, so obviously you're already halfway there because you're on this call. You're a beautiful, aware, intuitive woman who's noticed something's up. And you, whether you're already in a relationship and it's great and you want to make it greater or you're in a relationship that's not so great and you want to change things or you're not in a relationship, either way that, that self-awareness is the first step and it's the most powerful step. So the next question to ask is, are you willing to do something about it? Because awareness is the first step. So if you think of transformation, you might at first become aware of something. So you, you have a thought and you think, oh wow, I've been doing this in my relationship. The thought is one thing, and that's the least dense of the bodies that need to change. So when I say bodies, I mean your mental body, your emotional body, your physical body. So first you have that awareness, oh, I need to, oh gosh, bloody hell, I've been doing that, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and you, and you, you make a decision on a mental level. Then you might, the next level of transformation is that you feel it really deeply. Something happens where you feel so strongly that you must make this change. Then the transformation is occurring on that emotional level. The last level for it to occur, of course, is the physical level. And because that's the densest part, the densest body, if you will, and it has the most structure to it, which is been used to bending and shaping itself in a particular way, it takes physical practice to um, 
embody what you have decided upon and to embody what you strongly feel about. Does that make sense? So be gentle with yourself. Your awareness is a first step. And then as you go through the mental and the emotional transformation, then it's the embodiment practice. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I work with women on is how to embody this new way of being in your relationship, this new way of living, this new way of loving. So my question to you is this. What is happy ever after to you? So what does it mean to you? When you think of happy ever after, what in your mind should you get in your version of happy ever after? I would write down that question and I would explore that. Things will come up for you during the call today, but I would really encourage you to journal on that. You'll be quite amazed when you give yourself permission to take quiet space and journal on a question that powerful. The answers that will come up, they'll actually surprise you. You'll actually read what you've written and think, holy smoke, really? Did I, is that really my happy ever after? Was I really expecting that? Did I really believe that that's what would happen? So just begin to become aware of what your version of happy ever after is. It's essential to identify what your happy ever after is what your happy ever after hoax is because again once you can identify it you can work with it because more than likely it will be causing you either very obvious tension that you're aware of or it will be keeping you trapped with underlying tension or underlying pain um, and kind of kind of keep you keep you hooked into those relationship patterns that are just not working so, for example, is your happy ever after hoax that he, being the masculine, will ride in on his white horse and make everything okay? Um, maybe that's your happy ever after hoax. But what if it's not always okay? What if he did ride in and you have a beautiful man, a grounded, committed, loving purposeful man but you still have moments where it's just not okay where it feels really freaking messy now I actually have to I just realized some of you haven't been on my calls before I do swear occasionally sometimes just because it's my expression um, I hope you're not offended by it I try and only use it artfully rather than just um, swearing here and there but you know you will hear it from time to time so um, so that's the question to ask yourself is is your happy ever after hoax something around, well, he'll ride on a, on a ride in on a white horse and then everything will be okay. But what if it's not okay? How can you be okay with the fact that it's not always okay? That some days are tough. Some days are messy. Some days suck. But that all days, all moments are an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for love. Is your happy ever after hoax that your man should, and I emphasize the word should because that's where we get ourselves into trouble, right? Should always protect you. If yes, then from what? From financial worries, uh, from emotional pain. And so you want to explore, 
is that your happy ever after hoax and for some of you go no not at all I don't I don't have an issue with that for others of you might be sitting there going oh my lordy lord I just realized I've been waiting for my man to save me financially now um, that is the perfect recognition to have if that's the case for you because the question to ask is is that realistic of course not but many women have expectations like this albeit unconsciously is your happy ever after hoax that your man should uh, always love you always love you but what happens on the days when he forgets to tell you he loves you or he is so wrapped up in his work or his own worries to give you the loving attention that you really desire what do you do do you close your heart do you uh, punish him by nagging and bitching about the fact that he didn't put the bins out you know um, do you feel unworthy do you feel unworthy because he hasn't affirmed that he loves you do you get angry because you're unable to express your hurt that's what happens to most women most women who don't know how to express their hurt in the moment the, when you don't express it it morphs very quickly into anger and that's why often we find ourselves bitching and nagging our men and he's thinking why on earth is she so upset about that, that I didn't put the bins out it's got nothing to do with the bins it's the fact that I don't know we we walked into the room and you know we walked up to him to give him a kiss and he kind of brushed us off because he was focusing on his work or he said something insensitive um, which you know they will do from time to time as we will because we're all human right so you want to really explore your patterns in all of this um, do you express your hurt at his indifference are you able to do that if you're not then learn how I mean all of the women who are on this call who have worked with me for a long time know that that's one of the key things that I help women to do is help you to learn how to express how you authentically feel in the moment when you express how you feel authentically in the moment with an open heart that is one of the major keys to inspiring his presence to inspiring his his action it's much more powerful when you express authentically how you feel it's about how you feel not blame not finger pointing not closed heart uh, not resentful it's just an authentic expression in the moment that's far more likely to inspire him to action because if you're with a good man and I'm assuming that you are right then okay he can be an insensitive clod sometimes they, they all can be he's certainly not trying to hurt you I have a great man but he still says insensitive things from time to time now I just kind of he knows the face he goes oh god I did it again didn't it I stepped on your heart and uh, and he gets it just because in that moment I, I give a sound or a facial expression you know if it's just something minor um, it took me a long time to be able to do that I certainly couldn't do that in the very beginning many years of practice have allowed me to spontaneously express how I feel now equally when you're able to express that how you feel in the moment uh, whether it be sadness or vulnerability equally you can express the passion the the all the different feminine flavors that you are so that's a whole other call that we can explore on another day I don't want to get sidetracked so um, 
when he does fail to uh, show his love for you, um, are you able to express your hurt at his indifference? Do you feel into your own heart and then through to his and intuit what might bring him back to presence? Maybe he's all stressed out and in his head. Um, are you able to feel that beyond your own pain? You don't ignore your pain, but you still feel your pain. You feel through that. Can you feel his stress, his heart, and actually gift him with something that would bring him back to presence? And then he goes, oh, I see you again. Yeah. So the next question is, do you have the self-awareness to feel into the moment? And then the next step is, do you have the courage to act on that self-awareness? Um, and that can take practice. And sometimes your body, if you're not used to expressing vulnerability, your body will have resistance to it. So that takes a bit of practice. The thing is that sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own reaction, we actually forget about love. We forget to take a moment to feel into his heart and with our beautiful feminine intuition and deep feminine wisdom actually inquire, is he really ignoring me or is he just worried about something? Is he preoccupied with his own successes and failures? And quite often that's the case. So um, is your hoax that your man should never leave you? I mean, this is a big one. This is a really big one for women. Well, my first question will be, what if he dies? I mean, it's awful to contemplate, but it is inevitable. We're all going to die at some point in time. And I was just reading the other day about a story of this amazing woman who always feared that her husband would die before her, and she worried about it, and she would always say things like, I don't know what I'd do without him. Oh, God, I hope I die first, and stuff like that. And then he had a stroke. He didn't die, but he had a stroke, and she had to take on responsibility for his health, for the business, for the money, for the household, for everything. Now, what happened might surprise you or not, because maybe you can already recognize that while, of course, there it was, it was tough, right? It was really rough, and she had to learn very, very quickly. What she said was once she'd actually broken through all of her fears about taking responsibility for the money, her fear about taking responsibility for the business, her fear about um, losing him, quote unquote, she actually felt more alive, more relaxed than she had ever felt before her husband had a stroke. Now, that might sound insane, but... What happens is our fears of something happen, our fear of him leaving and of us losing his love keeps us trapped in a tension that we may not even know exists, but it permeates everything we do and don't do. So explore your fears around being abandoned, about being left alone, about being lonely. Just know that the pain of the fear is always bigger than the pain of the event. You know, it doesn't take it doesn't take away that to lose your man is incredibly painful. I know myself. Um, my ex-husband passed away, and although we were separated, he was still my husband for twelve years, and it was incredibly painful, especially because we have a son. There's a whole lot of stuff around that. I, I'm I'm not minimizing at all. Uh, how painful it is to lose someone you love. But the question is, do you live in fear of losing someone's love? 
Or do you live in fear of your man dying? Or do you live in fear of something that is keeping you trapped and preventing you from actually living and loving as the fullness of the amazing, incredible, beautiful, open-hearted woman that you are? That's the question you want to explore. Because we're all going to die. We're all dying. Um, so love like there's no tomorrow. Truly, I beg you, love like there's no tomorrow. Ask anyone who has a terminal illness how they love. And invariably, it's totally different to the way they loved prior to knowing that they were dying. It's crazy. But it's true. So love like there's no tomorrow. The other question is, what if he strays? It's a, it's a question that I get a lot from women. Um, is your happy ever after hoax that um, he should never stray? Well, no woman wants to think about their man straying, but the truth is that unless both your highest values are being fulfilled in your relationship, someone will stray and not necessarily physically have an affair, but perhaps stray in presence. Uh, stray in emotional absence, stray by spending more time at work than in relationship. I mean, I'm, I've recognized it in myself when uh, something's up between myself and my man in the past, um, I would have just closed myself off a little bit, put a little bit of a protective barrier around myself, right? Well, no longer because um, for those of you who know me, you know that I've been in a long-term relationship now for Gosh, I should know the exact dates, shouldn't I? Um, four and a half years. And I have a beautiful, committed man who won't let me withdraw, who won't let me close my heart because he loves me too much and he will always use his loving humor or a slap on the ass, you know, you know, whatever gets my attention, you know, a tickle, a, you know, um, something to go, whoa, where are you, you know, and, and that just wakes me up from, from that, and um, sometimes it might just take me, you know, just a, what's up, and I might just go, oh, well, I feel really, oh, and then he'll just hold the space for me while I do my emotional vomit, and, um, I already feel better just because he's seen me. I, you know, for that moment he opened my heart, I let it pour out, and just the the very feeling of being seen and known, and then claimed, no matter how I am feeling, wakes me up to again loving like there's no tomorrow and and no holding back. So get to know your partner and yourself. What do you each need? Um, and value the most? How can you fulfill your own needs and how can you um, be aware fully, how can you be aware of your partner's highest values and how can you artfully gift him in a way that most inspires his presence? Um, and what does inspire his presence? His love and his commitment. Now I can tell you as a rule that most, the, the quickest and easiest way to inspire a man's deepest presence is through sexual energy, through your open heart and your relaxed, responsive body. Now, some of you might think, oh God, you know, why do I have to use sex to, to get my man to pay attention to me? Well, you don't. Uh, of course you don't. He loves you for all of you. He loves you for your intelligence, for your heart, for, for every part of you, for all of who you are. What I'm saying is, Nothing catches a man's eye quicker than 
your beautiful radiance through your your body uh, through an open heart right so similarly what um, uh, inspires um, you is his deep presence and his groundedness and his claim of you right if he's being wishy-washy and not really paying much attention does that inspire you to be present to him of course not what inspires you to be present to him is his deep presence and his groundedness and his loving claim of all of who you are so it is important to learn how to keep the passion alive in your relationship if you're in an intimate sexual relationship and and if you haven't got it already then please get the home study course uh, the life love and intimacy home study course it has everything you need in there to know how to keep the love the passion and the fulfillment both personal and mutual fulfillment alive in your relationship I highly highly I recommend that you that you get that and go through each of the modules and all of the exercises because you'll uncover your resistances to um, to and understand what is holding you back uh, if you don't feel that you're creating um, the depth of love and passion of fulfillment you want in your relationship and that goes whether you're single and having trouble attracting that as well so rolling along um, learn how to in invite his deep presence and commitment learn how to open yourself and your relationship to ever deeper intimacy to ever unfolding love because that's what will nourish and sustain your relationship long term I don't need to tell you that you know it you know what you've experienced and haven't experienced um, and you're together as an intimate couple for love and also for intimate love and uh, expressed through sex if you're a sexually intimate couple through passion through intimacy there's no right way it's just important to know how to do it to avoid the mistakes that sabotage it and to find your way through this I'm really not a uh, cookie cutter woman I really believe that you as a unique amazing woman have your own unique way so you apply the tools that I give you and then you create your way and that's a beautiful 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 thing so you might be thinking well what do I do if I want more passion or connection or intimacy in my relationship but I don't want couple coaching um, and that's what I that's what I'm saying about the home study program just by doing the home study program will undoubtedly have a profound impact on your relationship if you're already in one but not only that um, my partner um, my Latin and I do coach couples uh, but a lot of the time I never get to coach the man ever I only get to coach the women and still they come back to me with emails of oh my lord Lisa um, I, I after our session I did this and I did this and the impact on the relationship has been profound you don't necessarily have to have a partner who wants to have couple coaching in order to get that uh, the depth of intimacy and passion and connection you really want impacting one person works uh, because think about it if you make a cake uh, you can have all the same ingredients but if you have banana in it instead of chocolate you get a banana cake instead of a chocolate cake so that's that's how it works in relationship as well how you are being profoundly impacts your relationship so oh, there's so much content on um, I forgive me if I'm getting faster there's so much to share with you so what if you are happy ever hoax uh, happy ever after hoax is that 
he should never be in a bad mood. He should always be perfectly beautifully present. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of our men nowadays have done a lot of personal development and, you know, well, I've got to swear here, you know, why the fuck is he doing that? He knows that that, you know, closes me down. He knows that when he does that, you know, it hurts my feelings. And, oh dear, I have to say to you, be forgiving of each other and yourself, really. Um, what if he is having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or a bad year? The first thing to know is that it's not always all about you. And it sounds harsh, but it's true because as women, being relational creatures, we often think that if there's something up with him, oh, oh, what have I done? You know, even unconsciously, a lot of times we just think there must be something to do with us and it may have nothing to do with us. Um, if you allow yourself to choose to feel unloved because he's in a mood and not affirming you in the way that you really want him to, then you're doomed to feel unloved uh, pretty often because I don't know any man who doesn't get in a mood from time to time, right? So this idea that his mood or how he is being, um, when you allow that to to make you feel unloved or unworthy, uh, that's something that you really want to explore and dissolve because your worthiness, your sense of worthiness or sense of self-love um, and value uh, can never be determined by someone else's actions or words or deeds. It always has to come from the inside out. So don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to paint a picture of doom and gloom, but let's get real. All of these and many more variations of what we've talked about so far are possible. The happy ever after hoax is a hoax because life is full of ups and downs. But the thing is you have everything you need within you to expand through them. And when I say expand through them, I mean this. When something happens that causes tension, we tend to contract. We tend to contract our body with tension, our expression, uh, our emotion. We tend to contract. There is a way to learn how to be okay with what is, even if it's painful. Be with okay, even if it's blissfully ecstatic. Um, either of those extremes could cause you to close if you're not used to just expanding through everything. So you have everything you need within you to expand through everything that happens to you so you don't have to contract in fear. Because let's face it, there can't be happiness without sadness. There can't be celebration without disappointment or calm without anger or courage without fear. The nature of life is dual. There's a duality. And the equal opposite of everything always exists. The question is, how are you being in all of that? Because each moment, whether it be one of challenge or support, is an opportunity for love. It's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for expansion. The thing is that most of us are programmed to celebrate when something goes our way and feel let down when it doesn't, unless you've trained your mind not to. Um, you know, I was just listening to this amazing 16-year-old who has discovered a three-cent paper test uh, which is 100% accurate to determine if someone has pancreatic, lung or ovarian cancer. This kid is 16 years old and I watched a, a mini doco on him uh, yesterday and what struck me was not only the fact that he's amazing but 
there were 7,000 proteins that he knew he would have to test in order to get the right one. And he got it on about the 4,000th time. So there was a lot of failing leading up to that success. Um, I have a friend who copes really, really well in the face of anger and another one who doesn't. What's the difference between the kid who doesn't mind failing and he keeps on trying as opposed to the other person who gives up? What's the difference between the person who copes really well with anger? <clears throat> Excuse me who copes really well with anger, um, and another one who doesn't. What's the difference between someone who freaks out at being vulnerable, but is really great at something else? It's The difference is our internal programming. So what about you? What happy ever after are you expecting or waiting for? What will disappoint you or freak you out if it happens or doesn't happen? What if you could experience the same degree of good or bad? What if you could experience good or bad, quote unquote, with the same degree of openness? What would change for you? How would your relationship improve? If you're single, how would it change your chance of attracting the type of man you really want? What if you were okay to feel sad or disappointed or angry or anything else? What if you know that the feeling itself was okay because it's just a feeling and it will change soon anyway, right? I want to share with you uh, a thing called the feeling game and I've never actually shared this with anyone uh, not even my uh, mental clients are on the call so write this one down this is an exercise that you can do to become acutely aware number one of how often your feelings change and also to learn to become okay with however you're feeling and it's really really simple you lie on your back with your legs, knees up, so it's nice and comfortable and your hands on your belly and you just allow yourself to breathe fully. And all you need to do as you lie there is you breathe in and out. And you just start to notice how you're feeling. So I'll give you an example of myself. So this is not how I'm feeling in this moment, but just so you have a sample. I'm breathing in and out and I notice I feel sad. So you, in your mind, you just, you just acknowledge it. You, you say in your mind, I feel sad and you breathe in and you allow yourself to feel that sadness fully on the in-breath and as you breathe out you say to yourself I release the sadness and then you keep breathing and you notice what's the next feeling and you notice huh I feel a slight hint of a smile and so you breathe in and you feel that slight hint of a smile fully and then as you breathe out you affirm to yourself mentally I release that feeling or I release, I release the hint of a smile and then you keep breathing you notice oh I feel a bit anxious and you breathe in fully and you just affirm acknowledge I feel anxious and you breathe it fully and then you breathe out and you say I release that anxiousness and that is the whole of the game and you might say to me that's insanely simple but I would actually um, ask you to play this game for yourself even if just for a couple of minutes and leave me a comment uh, and let me know how you go with it because um, this is powerful stuff this really helps you to be aware of how quickly your feeling changes as soon as you say it it changes but even more importantly it helps you to not get so stuck in how you're feeling not to attach meaning to it, make drama out of how you're feeling, you just allow it fully and you release it. 
and that's one of the most healthy things you can do as a woman um, to feel it fully and release it it's good for your physical health your mental health your relationship health um, and all aspects of your being so give that give that game a go because it is a new one I'd love to know how you go with it and in fact um, leave a comment for me on our Facebook page if you go to um, uh, Facebook forward slash soul satisfaction for women uh, then you can leave a comment for me and let me know how you go or email me so let me give you three very simple keys to letting go of the lies um, so you can create a new love story okay I'm going to whiz through these quickly because they're really really simple and then I want to dive into your questions so key number one is this take time to reflect read back the stories that you've created so far so have a look at your past relationships or your current relationship and just notice what are the patterns be honest about your unconscious expectations what you realized you did expect from that man and he didn't deliver on or he did deliver on notice your choice points where you chose to ignore or suppress how you felt where you chose to ignore or suppress your inner wisdom rather than cultivating your courage to act on how you felt uh, notice where you allowed your boundaries to be trampled on where you gave until you were exhausted or um, or you gave simply with expectation of something in return you know this is probably the hardest part is actually to be really honest with yourself and and recognize what you realize recognize each of the lies that you told yourself that he should do this that our relationship should look like this that I should feel like this I want you to really go in and and explore that and if it's difficult for you and if you do it but it's still not having an effect then that's where one-on-one -on -one coaching is really powerful because most times uh, another person another trusted person can pick up on your patterns way before you can I mean you know if it was easy then you would have known about it much sooner right um, so if you need any help with that that's what I'm here for is for the one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, so have an explore with that do some journaling on it so take time to reflect and to actually read your own past stories your own little myths that you put in there that you were expecting to happen the second key is to take responsibility to take responsibility and to write a new love story and this takes three things either coaching either coaching yourself or a coach to unlock the chains that have been holding you in that pattern second thing it takes is uh, daily moment by moment practice so again you might realize through your self-exploration or through your exploration with a coach that you were sabotaging yourself in this way the and then you might feel really strongly that you want to make a change but the next part of that is actually um, practicing the embodiment of your new way okay uh, the third piece in taking responsibility to write your new love story is love and humor because I'm telling you you're gonna fuck up from time to time <laughs> it's as blunt as I can be it's true you know as much self-awareness as you have and as much as you practice especially in moments of stress you might fall back but give yourself a break right except that you're human really love your humanness and just joy the person 
Enjoy the person you're growing into, the person you're being when you consciously take responsibility for what you create in your relationship. It's incredibly empowering. So loving humor with yourself and in your relationship goes a very, very long way. The third key uh, to letting go of your specific lies and creating a new love story is being persistent and trusting yourself. Because you do have everything you need within you to turn things around. You rest assured that if you have fear, you have courage. Okay, I promise you, you have every trait you need within you. If you have a tendency to let yourself be trampled on, then I promise you, you have the strength to set and maintain clear boundaries. You do. If you have a habit of closing off your heart when you feel vulnerable, then I promise you, you have the capacity to remain open even when you feel at your very edge of vulnerability. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, then do a writing practice for, for yourself to see that what I'm saying is true. So, for example, here's another exercise that you can do. If you don't think of yourself as a courageous person, then take some time to sit down and reflect on your entire life and write down at least 30 times when someone else saw you being courageous in some way. It could be that someone... A friend saw you speak up for yourself in, to the bus driver who was being pushy or something. Um, I promise you that when you look for it, you will see that you have been courageous, that you do have courage within you. The reason you do this writing exercise where you state um, who saw you do what that was courageous, if, if, you know, if you'd forgotten momentarily that you are actually an incredibly beautiful, courageous woman, is because... When it's one thing to affirm that you did it, it's another when you recognize that someone saw you do it. So it's not just you saying you're courageous, someone else saw you be courageous too. It's very, very powerful. So your action steps for today is choose one lie or choose all of them if you can. If you're already my clients, then I expect you to go and be exploring all of your lies and then um, letting me know which ones you want to to flesh out in a coaching session. Um, if you're not working with me yet, then I, I, I encourage you to take this one action step from today, which is aside from the two exercises I've already given you, Choose a lie you've been telling yourself. Uh, choose, have a, have a look at what your happy ever after hoaxes are and take the three steps. So reflect, take responsibility, write a new love story and then persistently practice and trust yourself because you have everything you need within you to turn that around. So I'm going to dive into the questions now and uh, I want to just have a quick uh, check on the questions just to see if any new ones have come in while I've been talking, talking, talking. Let's have a look. Okay, beautiful. So, yep, okay, no more questions so far. So I'm going to dive into these questions that were sent in prior to the call because they are invaluable for every woman on this call. There is something you will get out of each of these questions. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast of this recording, then email me at info, I-N-F-O, at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com and I'll answer your questions in the next podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, let's have a look at the questions. So, first question is this. Uh, help. <laughs> 
How do I stop feeling not good enough for my partner? I have a recurring fear that he will find someone else better than me. And this is from a woman in France. Okay, so this is really, really important um, for every woman because there's always a part of us that rears its head from time to time where we don't feel good enough, right? I think we've, you know, myself included, we've all experienced that from time to time. But here's the thing. Uh, obviously, my answers are contained to what I can explore with you um, without actually speaking to the other person. When you call in live and I can work with you live, that's a whole other ballgame. Um, but for the answer to this question uh, that was a written question uh, is this. You can never control what others do. And you, what you can do is choose consciously what you do. Sometimes you'll be good at that and sometimes you won't, but it's all practice. So the question you need to ask yourself if you don't feel enough and if it's a recurring feeling of not feeling enough is this. What are you without him? So you want to ask yourself what the question, what am I without him? And just let the answers flood through to you, journal them. And then ask the question, what am I with him? So what am I without him and what am I with him? Because then you can get an idea of how you are determining yourself to be with or without him. So for example, you might write, well, with him I'm happy. So the question that you then need to ask yourself is, how can you be happy now without your man? Okay, so you want to ask, you want to feel what that void is and ask how you can fill that void yourself. You might write, well, when I'm with him, I feel safe. And when I'm without him, I feel unsafe. So the question is, what do you need to let go of or strengthen or embrace or trust in yourself to feel safe regardless of whether you are with him? Okay, so this is a really, really important piece. Um, and a lot of the work that we do with couples, it always makes me laugh. The first, one of the first things we do is get each... Um, each, uh, the, the man and the woman, to write down all the list of their relationship needs and highlighting the ones that they don't feel are being met. And they get all excited because they think we're going to tell the other partner to fulfill their needs. But what we do instead is go back and say, okay, so this is really important need for you. How can you fulfill that need yourself? Because when you rely 100% on someone else to fill your needs, you're doomed for disappointment. When you... When you feel that need yourself, you will naturally inspire what you want in your partner. Does that make sense? So how can you be happy now? It doesn't mean you don't get down sometimes or sad sometimes, but how can you cultivate happiness within yourself? When you do, I guarantee you, you will inspire in your man, um, you will inspire him to do things that will make you even happier, right? It's like you take yourself to 90%, he gets to tip you over the edge, and he gets to win, which is what every man wants, right? So so explore that. They're the questions I'd get you to ask yourself. Um, journal, journal the answers, and even better, 
Um, if you're finding that tricky, then message me to arrange a one-to-one -one coaching on that. And I know uh, this woman asked to remain anonymous, but I know that this beautiful woman from France has actually been working with me. So um, once you do the journaling, uh, if you find that it doesn't unfold naturally doing it yourself, then we can work on that in the one-on-one -on -one coaching. You want to get to the source of that underlying fear um, of not being good enough because if you unconsciously focus on that fear then you're more likely to recreate the situation despite your best intentions. So when you have a fear of your man leaving and it's a constant tension within you, I guarantee you it will drive him away, he will leave, it's just the way it is. You need to explore that within yourself and then you can inspire him to commit, to stay. Um, yeah, basically when you explore it fully and release the tension that's binding it to you, you're more free to make conscious choices. Um, and there, is, there are essential elements to inspire a man's deepest commitment. And I think most of you by now have the free ebook uh, Seven Feminine Gifts. If you don't, please go to the website and download it. It's a free ebook. Um, and the gifts off the top of my head are your pleasure, your deep feeling and sensitivity, your trust, your fullness as opposed to your neediness, the many flavors of woman you are, uh, number six is being in the present moment, and number seven is your deep love through your feminine body. That's a whiz through those seven feminine gifts, but I can guarantee you once you're able to actually embody those seven feminine gifts, then you're on track to actually um, inspiring his deepest commitment. So uh, there are three essential pieces in this. Um, explore what's holding you back from trusting yourself um, or, or feeling full rather than needy and coaching is the quickest and easiest way to do that. Practice, practice, practice. Make sure you're giving these gifts unconditionally when you're giving these feminine gifts. Um, because at the end of the day, if you give any gift to your man of yourself in order to get him to stay, then you set yourself up for trouble. You must address the underlying fear of being um, left so you can completely relax in your relationship, so you can trust yourself fully and him. So I hope that answers that question. Um, by all means, if you're on the line, uh, woman in France, beautiful woman in France, you can always uh, ask another question if we've got time, though we're running out fast, I might have to answer that on the next podcast. The second question I had was, how do you get a marriage proposal out of someone you've dated for 11 years, is your best friend and the love of your life, but has a huge commitment issue due to the fact that his parents have seven marriages between them, and that's from Anne in the US, and Anne... Um, wow, there's a lot that I had to answer you, and I know we're running out of time, so bear with me, ladies. Um, this is important. The primary question to ask yourself is this. What would you get out of a marriage proposal? So, for example, is it that you would get confirmation of his commitment? Do you not feel that he's fully committed to you without the marriage proposal? Would it give you a feeling of security? What would that feeling of security give you? Would it make you feel loved? You've got to drill down, 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 okay? Drill down on what it is that you would get out of his marriage proposal. So you can be real with yourself. And then you want to make a decision to give yourself that. 
Okay, so then you're not coming from a needy, I need you to ask me to marry me because then I can feel blah, blah, blah. You want to drill down ultimately how it is you want to feel and you want to feel that yourself first and then you don't have that neediness. Then you're coming from a place of fullness. Um, secondly, I'd get you to explore what's your tension around being unmarried. Is it, because, like I was saying, is it because you feel he does not fully committed to you? So then you might want to ask, well, what would he need to do, say, or feel in order for you to feel the depth of commitment you really require? Uh, will a piece of paper really fix that? So is he lacking commitment or are you lacking insecurity? That's the biggest question. That's the biggest question um, that you want to ask. It's really, really important. So... Uh, sorry, I just had someone actually knocking on my door and I had to wave them and say, I'll go away, I'll, I'll go be back to you later. Isn't that always the way? So that's probably the biggest piece in that question is, uh, is he lacking commitment or are you lacking inner security? That's really, really important. Um, hmm. The thing is that if he's lacking commitment and he's unaware of it, you can express that to him so he can self-reflect and make a conscious choice to commit to you more deeply in the relationship or not, right? Um, but you have to ask yourself, is the marriage thing a deal breaker for you? For some women it is because of religious reasons or other reasons. Um, is it more the feeling of commitment you yearn for from your man or is it um, an insecurity that you have? So please explore that. Uh, the other thing is men are pretty um, straight with their boundaries. So oftentimes a man will say, I don't want to have kids. And uh, in the beginning of the relationship, the woman says, oh, he'll probably change his mind. But most times they don't. So if your man says straight up in the beginning he's not really into marriage, he probably isn't into marriage. And that's really important to take seriously in the beginning of the relationship. The other thing is that man's greatest fear is being trapped. The second greatest fear is being a failure. So if your man has a problem feeling free within himself despite his external circumstances, then that's something he would need to work on. If he fears failure because he's never had a good role model for a successful marriage, then it's natural he won't want to touch it because he's really afraid of being a failure. So these are all little pieces for you to explore within yourself. You may already know the answers, Anne, to all the questions I've posed. Um, if not, they're definitely worth exploring. And, you know, have you talked about marriage? Have you had an open conversation about your commitment to each other? Or is it kind of skirting under the table? Um, you know, what, what would you need if he's not into marriage? What would you need in order to feel his commitment? Is it just a deeper presence or is it plans for the future? Is it only a house together? What is it for you? Um, sometimes just expressing how you feel about something will actually give him the opportunity to self-reflect and make a choice. So I truly hope that answer is helpful for you, Anne, in the US. The next question I had was, how do I handle it when my husband always seems to say no to my suggestions? He feels his ideas are always better and I believe he's afraid I'll take all, or that I'll take control of something. Um, there's an Indian background there. And this crushes my self-esteem and prevents me from facing personal challenges. Please help. Now this is from Devika in Australia who is one of my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. So I can kind of go straight in with Devika and, um, <laughs> and cut straight to the, to the quick hay. Here's the thing. Um, 
From the email, it's hard to know what type of suggestions he's saying no to, okay? Perhaps changing the way you're communicating will help, and there are communication techniques, simple words that are more likely to inspire a man to action, um, and others that would cause him to say no. So, for example, if you express how you feel rather than tell a man what to do, he's much more likely to be inspired to action. When you use the words need and provide, like, I would need you to blah, 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 and if you could provide that for me, I'd feel so much safer. Those words need and provide naturally inspire the provider in a man. So there are communication techniques that are really helpful, but... Um, my question to you, Davika, is what about his saying no crushes your self-esteem? When did you decide that his actions or, th or thoughts determine how good you feel about yourself? Hey, That's the biggest thing to ponder. The most important issue here is allowing someone's actions or words to cause you to feel bad about yourself and prevent you from taking responsibility for your personal challenges, which is something that you've specified. So. I would really, really reflect on that and ask yourself, what's the gift in his no? If there were a benefit to him saying no to you, what would it be? Is it that you guess? Is it that you get to um, trust your inner wisdom rather than relying on outer affirmation? Is it that you get to develop and cultivate your sense of independence? There are always benefits to everything. So explore those and let me know how you go. Um, the last question that we had was from Sue in Dublin, and then we'll finish up. So Sue asks, how do I begin to believe that I deserve the very best in all areas of my life? Now, this is a beautiful question, and Sue also is, um, uh, is one of my clients, so I can answer this knowing the context of Sue, but also in a way that is of benefit to all of you listening. By exploring the best way to begin to believe that you deserve the very best in all areas of your life is by exploring the tension you have around having the best. Doesn't it sound insanely simple? That tension, the feelings that come with it, that's where the gold lies. That's the wisdom that you're really, really seeking. That's where the answer to your question is. What do you fear will happen, really happen, if you have the very best? It'll be an unconscious fear, and not something you've probably thought about consciously before. But once you explore that underlying tension, trying on a new belief is a bit like trying on a new dress or trying a new posture. You know, if you've slumped forward all your life, holding good posture will take time to practice. You might slip back into those old habits of poor posture um, because you know the belief that you held kind of morphed your body that way and trained your body that way, but. The mind is only a small part of who you are. If you just for a moment relax into the truth of who you are, relax into your heart, totally relax into the even now as you breathe, one breath in, one breath out, and you relax into your heart center, then you realize that that belief is just a belief. It's not all of it. It's just a game that the mind plays. So just by being aware of the game it's playing, you can say, I see you and then make a more conscious choice. Um, you know, sometimes, especially as little girls, someone can make a sideways comment to us like, you're such a naughty little girl, you don't deserve that new dress. No, you've been really naughty, you don't deserve it. Ouch, okay? It might have been a throwaway comment, but sometimes something like that, you make a decision as a child that um, you're not worthy of, of having the very best dress. Ooh, okay. 
um, but you're not that little girl anymore. You're this beautiful, amazing, inspiring woman who's grown and is consciously exploring her desires, consciously cultivating your feelings of worthiness every day. You're never, ever unworthy. But the feeling of worthiness needs to be cultivated, needs to be practiced. And the first step in practicing that is relaxing into the truth of who you are, into the love that you are. And then the more you do that, the more you'll remember that in the moment where you have a little bit of an unworthy wobbly, <laughs> um, you'll be able to remember it more so because you're, you've been cultivating it. So, uh, that's it ladies. Wow, what a beautiful session. Thank you so much. The final thing I want to say to you is that I do currently have three one-to-one -one coaching slots available. So email me at uh, info at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com if you want to inquire about how one-on-one -on -one coaching would work for you. Or if you want to put your name down on our reserve list for the next mentor group that we have. Um, I also really encourage you to go get the home study program and the breath program, the Breathe Baby Breathe program. Both of those are half price at the moment till the end of the month, which is 28th of February 2013. Just put in your code L-O-V-E love. Put in the code love and you get them half price. Check them out. They're on the website, soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. Um, you know, women from around the world are using these programs and they're um, you'll see the reviews on there and you'll see if it if it if it speaks to you. If it does, grab it while you can at that price. So uh, thank you again. It's been amazing to be with you today. Remember to do the feeling game. Remember to do your three steps and let me know how you go. Email me. Let me know. Was it a success for you? Do you have any questions? Um, I love hearing your stories and I love who you are and um, just being with you has been an honor and a privilege today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I so look forward to connecting with you very soon. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com.